This is episode 47 of the Chicken Charge podcast. Today's guest is Malika Holloway, a self-described serial entrepreneur. Holloway, at the young age of 28, has founded four companies and is working on her doctorate. Sharing unique insights, Holloway tells listeners how she turned hard times into self-awareness and success. Welcome to the Chicken Charge. All-in-One Security CEO Mary Parker celebrates the success of women in the world of business and in life. Mary's own humble beginnings in rural Mississippi led her to become one of the only African-American females running a multi-million dollar security firm. She is definitely the chicken charge. Here now is Mary Parker. Good morning, good morning, and happy 2019. This is Mary Parker, CEO of All-in-One Security and the host of the Chick in Charge podcast. Today, I've got with me my sidekick, Sarah Smith. (laughs) Hello, Hi. Sarah. Good morning, Mary. I'm here. I'm here to be sidekicked as much as you no need. No kicking. No, we don't really kick. <laughs> and we also have Port Wilson with us, taking care of all of Hi, the Port. services that, so that we're able to come to you live. And today we have another very, very exciting, phenomenal, young, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> millennia. We've yes. got Malika, Malika Holloway. Hello, how thank are you Thank you, all? thank you so much for being here. Thank I you. wish you guys could see her. I know, She so has pretty. a smile that just brightens up this entire room. Thank yep. you. Yeah, so yep. Malika, we're yes. going to turn the mic over to you because uh, you're very young, and I'm happy to have this young person on with us today because she can help us bridge that gap between the baby boomers and the way we think and all the other young women who are listening today. So tell us a little bit about yourself, please. All right, well, my name is Malika T. Holloway. Yes, I am a serial entrepreneur, and I'm also a writer to a lot of the large publications like Business Insider Entrepreneur. And my main goal with that is to, like you said, bridge the gap between the generations. There's um, all these myths out there about millennials, how we do things, how we want to do things, how we interact with people. And my ultimate goal is to dispel those myths, to let you know, you know, we're not here to take over. We want to learn, we want to collaborate, but we just need someone that is willing to work with us and to hold our hand and guide us along. I love that mm-hmm. explanation. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely love it. It's brave, And here we too. are saying, yes. oh, if more young people <laughs> would just come and sit with us right. so that we can transfer our knowledge and wisdom onto you. We'd so, love to. So absolutely. I'm really, really happy to hear you dispel that myth because, like many of us, we don't think you guys have time for us. Mm-hmm. So thank you. How and what are some of the things you're doing Right, so I actually have four companies. My main company is the OMG. It's okay, a wait, PR. how old are you again? I'm 28. Okay. I just had to get that <laughs> clear. She's 28, everybody. you guys. Go ahead, listen to what she's about to say. So that company is a PR and branding agency. We work with a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs to help them define their brand foundation and their brand message so they can reach the, reach the clients that they like to reach and also gain media attention and exposure. And then the other three companies, briefly, I have a writing company, a digital marketing agency, agency as well as a notary company. So I'm really busy. I'm also in doctoral school right now. I'm in doctoral, doctorate 
degree of business administration with a concentration in strategy and innovation. So check out this chick in charge. I know, I know, I know. (laughs) And and with that, like I said, with all of my companies, they all, we all, they are a bit off the foundation of communicating. And so even with my degree, the focus that I'm taking is bridging that gap with millennials and the corporate world, because a lot of us are not wanting to get corporate jobs because we feel like we're not welcome. We feel like we'll be, wow, I didn't we'll know hit that. the glass ceiling. I like, didn't know that. They don't want us to move up because, you know, a lot of the seasoned leaders don't really want to pass the torch because gotcha. they can't trust us. Um, and so a lot of my studying and my research um, and a lot of things that I do in business are, gain, are geared toward again dispelling that and showing like we do we want mentorship we want guidance but we don't have a lot of people saying hey come sit with us let me show you the ropes and what platform are you using to get that message out um i am using that in business insider as well as entrepreneur um, and a few others are in the works right now and then my own website so a lot of different avenues of course social media i'm everywhere (laughs) so most people think social media is where millennials live and to an extent to an extent that is true, um, but I'm using literally any platform I can possibly use to get that out there because I want us to be helped. I want us millennials, you know, to get ahead by working with those who have more experience than we do. Well, this is absolutely my sweet spot, oh, okay. and this is a great spot that stop that you've made today because as you're speaking and as we're getting ready to roll out Facts University, uh, Facts University is an entrepreneurial training program that we've established and uh, is to teach business owners to become CEOs. That's awesome. And there's a gap though. I never thought about how we're going to bridge this, <laughs> this gap between, for learners, between our millennials and our 50, 55 year olds. So I can see you playing a very pivotal part Absolutely. in getting that message out. Yeah. In addition to that, you know, I'm a mentor. Mm-hmm. There are some organizations that I'm going to recommend you become part of. Absolutely. Uh, and one, have you heard of Leadership Atlanta? I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, after your degree, after your PhD is finished, okay. that'll be one of the places I'll be referring you to. So this is really, really good. Now, I want you to talk about, you know, being 28 years old and, you know, we asked the question, what could you say to your younger self? It sounds as though you've been doing your younger self all along, but yeah. what would that one thing be if you could go back and say that? If I could say anything to my younger self, it would be to slow down. Um, because when I left you know, my mom's house to go off to college, I was not necessarily in a rush to leave the house, I was just in a rush to do my own thing. I understand. You know, when you're under parents, Ruth, is whatever I say, go to church, extracurricular activities. It was all of these things. Without expl- without explanation, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> because I said so. There was no well, why. Um, and even when if we kind of got in trouble in school, we was, oh, well, maybe I don't have to go to band practice. And my mom was like, oh, no, you're going to band practice. You just won't be watching TV when you get home. So it was those things that I was ready to kind of like, all right, I'm grown now. Let me get out. So I would tell myself to just slow down and just really listen to what people were telling me. As far as when you get out there, this is what to look for. This is what to pay attention to. Don't think that you know it all, of course, like most do. I got out and um, I just started making all the decisions that I knew my mom wouldn't necessarily approve of. Um, And it caused me a lot of setbacks. Of course, now I was able to catch up, but I feel like I would have not had to go through a lot of hardships had I just slowed down and not tried to be so grown, if that makes sense. Uh, no, it, it does. doesn't make sense to me. It makes sense to most people. <laughs> but be, it doesn't make sense to me because I was that kid. Give me a story for our listening audience. One of the most um, 
uh, important stories of your life that you would say has made the greatest difference? Um, absolutely. I would say more than anything, it's being able to share my story and my experience has really made the difference. Um, I kind of talked or alluded to, you know, going through difficult things when I was an undergrad. I ended up getting married young, kind of eloping, and ended up in a domestic violence marriage where it lasted for almost five years. Um, and during that time, beforehand, like in high school, I had had friends that had experienced it. And I'm like, I told them so many things, like I would never right. put up with that. I, would, I don't know why you stay. I don't, you know, and at that time you're at your parents' house, so it's, where are your parents? I had all these preconceived notions about what that person would look like until it was me. Um, and so going through that, I learned a lot about myself, I learned a lot about people, um, and I learned a lot about judging people on first glance. Right. Um, you just don't do it. No. <laughs> because you never know until you're in their shoes. And so I also learned on that time how to be empathetic and how to fill out people and how to just be supportive without telling someone what to do. Um, which is not something I grew up with because I, I'm in a house full of alpha females and it's, I'm telling you what to do. My right. suggestion is not a suggestion. I'm telling you what to do. Yeah. Um, and so in that, going through something is, I don't want to say crazy, but something is life-changing. It's life hard. Author. Yeah, it was very, it yeah. was different for me and then trying to keep it a secret and not want anyone to know. Right. And now being at the point where I can talk about it and yeah. not be emotional or not go back to a place, not have any type of... Uh, like post-traumatic stress or anything, yeah. that was like life-changing for me um, because I know a lot of people don't make it out of those situations and they're not able to talk about it. But me sharing my story, I've met so many different women and men who've also told me their stories to let me know like, okay, I went through that too or I'm still going through it and you telling your story is helping me. And so I would have never thought that that would be my story, but now since it is, I'm honestly grateful because I get to reach and meet so many different people. Wow. Wow. So you've turned you've turned a problem absolutely. into an opportunity yes. to reach others. That is absolutely amazing. And speaking of which, mm -hmm. yeah. I was mm -hmm. a kid growing up of nine children. My mom will tell anyone I was her most difficult child to raise. Wow. And I say it's because my ambitions were different. My curiosity was different. And Mary, I am so glad that Malika just said that about how difficult things in her life changed her view and made her look at her uh, business and her health in a different way. You know, I talk about this on the podcast frequently, but as you know, I am building a vitamin routine that is specific to me and my goals. This is what I'm doing in 2019. We are so excited to partner with careof.com. And careof is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers your supplements right to your door. Easy. I took the online quiz and it was interesting and very, very helpful. It, it's so personalized. Yes. Careof makes it easy to figure out what vitamins you should be taking. And I love that they send individual daily packets right to my house. Oh, I know, that is absolutely incredible. And Mary, I know that you're busy. So what do you think about that personal delivery service that Care Of offers? You know, there are times when I'm in and out of the airport three times a week. Wow. But you know what's so great? It's when I have my carry-on bag. Right. I have my personalized packs. Right, right in. in that bag. Right. Yes. All you do is figure out how many days you're going and boom, 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 drop them in. Absolutely. And the other comforting thing is I know that I'm taking 
the vitamins that I need and right. not something right. that I've spent so much time in stores going from shelf to shelf trying to figure out what it is I should be taking. I want to ask you a question, Mary. As the founder of a nonprofit, how do you feel about care of and the work they do with the Good Plus Foundation? You know, that foundation provides expectant mothers with vitamins that they need to have healthy babies. I like it. I like it a lot. I really like knowing that money I spend to do good things for myself, like investing in vitamins that are natural, can also help other women. Me too. And you know we're big on empowering those women. Yep. I'm very, very excited about the opportunity we have here. Right, me to too. To partner with uh, our first advertiser. I know, I'm so excited. And I'm they fit so, so well. Yes, they fit so yes, well. Yes. Port, are you excited? Woohoo! <laughs> and so glad that they are giving the Chick in Charge fans a great deal. If you want to try this terrific service, just go to takecareof.com and enter our own personalized code chick in charge 50 and you will get 50% off your first month's personalized order 50% Sarah that is a lot it is it's not 10% it's 50 50% and that's it easy right right which brings me to a, a, one of the chapters in my book the chicken chart how curious were you as a child, and do you still maintain that level of curiosity? Um, I was the difficult child. So I'm the middle of three girls. But you look um, so sweet. <laughs> I am sweet. Like, I was friends with the wall. So if the wall would talk back to me, then me and the wall would be best friends. <laughs> there you go. Um, and so my mom used to say she was always often, like, worried that I would be the child that could possibly be abducted because no one was a stranger. And wow. so I would talk to everyone. Um, but I also got into a lot. So I was the one that she had to watch gotcha. because I would be the one writing on the walls and fingernail painting the wall, doing all these things. Um, and even as an adult, it's if you tell me no, I'm going to wait a minute. That's not pop. Don't oh tell me gosh. no. I can get it done. You have to um, read my book. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to I would read love the book. To. Is that yeah. you? You guys oh, share some DNA you? there yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I love this because... You know, and I'm only compare, making this comparison because I'm listening to your conversation. But I never looked at life, or even when I got in trouble, I never looked at it as a problem for me. Mm -hmm. And because I always looked at it as an opportunity to figure out Absolutely. how to get out of it, and then they'll be proud that I got in trouble. Mm -hmm. Because usually we, we come back with results that they weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. You know, and so look at you today. Absolutely. Had yeah. you governed yourself According to the typical standard rules of a household, you'd probably have some shortcomings today of right. being the person that you are. So how have you established where you want to go, charting your course? How have you done that, number one? And what are some of the things you've done to maintain the level of commitment that is required mm -hmm. in order to accomplish those missions? Yeah, it takes a lot of, um, I would say, laser focus laser focusing in on um, my thing is I always want to be a student I always want to learn I always want to I don't want to be the smartest person in the room so whenever I find myself in situations where people are looking to me and only me for the answers I'm like oh it's time to shift it's time to change this circle um, and so again after I went through some different things in undergrad that kind of set me back my goal was okay 
you've just wasted four years. Um, not wasted. <laughs> I looked at it as wasted, but you just kind of set yourself back. So now it's time to get ahead. Um, and so I think about all the people that were, I would say, rooting for me. Um, one of my cousins told me one time, like, you were the one who everyone knew was going to make it. And so when you started making those adverse decisions, it's like everyone's expectation dropped. Um, and not like in a harmful way, but it was like, oh, we just thought she was going to. And so now um, I think everyone's to the point where they're like, oh, no, Malika's good. She's going to be fine. And so it's not necessarily meeting the expectations of people around me, but really challenging myself to go, okay, people put you up here. Do you want to be there? And I'm like, well, yeah, but not for them, but for me. Right. Um, and so I stay focused and I stay dedicated to what I want to do because I want to better myself I all the time. I love it. I love it. You are audience. <laughs> this young lady, she's all of that and some. And yep. I'm so enjoying talking with you, Sarah. You were about to chime in about something. Go ahead, please. I just um, really wanted to uh, talk to Malika or hear from Malika a little bit sure. about, you know, I, we when we were starting before we even got started to, you know, jump on these mics, we were talking about being able to write and the skill of writing. Um, and I would just love to see you know if if you're asked to write um you know an article mm -hmm. um or if you're asked to write something that is very short um like it like twitter is so oh, short yes. mm -hmm. you know how do you how do you pick the message or how do you, you know a lot of people think that they can't write in long form short right. form but I would just love to hear a little bit about how you look at writing. Um, so I always tell people that uh, writing is a natural gift for me. Like okay. it's one of those things I feel like I can do in my sleep. And yeah. Sometimes I do. Yeah. Um, but I know that one. <laughs> she one, wrote a like, book in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> one of the back ends of that is I can be long winded. So long form writing is nothing. My Gotcha challenge is always shortening things me too um it's always shortening and so yep. what even when i write three pages and i say oh this only needs to be a paragraph i'm like okay in this three pages what were the main three points exactly and i take that and i shorten it um it's a so, great great way to yeah, look at it i've never actually written from outlines you know how in grade school it's like write this outline right and then i've never done that i just sit down and i start writing and then i go back and arrange everything. Um, and so I do that with my writing. Right. I write and get all, I have a brain dump session. While I, whatever's in my brain, I write it down. Yep. And then I go back and I structure it and write it. And so it can be three pages. It can be a book, but it can also be a sentence for Twitter. Did you like, when you were in, in college, did you like taking these essay tests? I like love the it. long essay tests. Me too. I love it. <laughs> like my favorite part of like the ACT and all of that was the writing portion. Right. Because I knew I was going to go in there and, and kill blow it. it out the water. Yep. But when it came to part. math, it was like, oh. I know. Excellent. <laughs> what is an imaginary number? Well, I, that's where I pick up your slack. Mm -hmm. I'm the strong one with numbers. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah. So. But I, I'm, I'm learning so much here from you mm -hmm. today, and we will definitely spend more time together. But I want to chime in here just for a little bit. You have so many things going on. Mm -hmm. How do you manage your time? I and how would you? What would you say to other business women who have, you know, fifteen things mm -hmm. on their plates every day? What would you say to them in terms of managing and organizing their time? I would say more than anything, because because I believe you, we can't, because time is a constant, you can't really manage it. And so I'm, pick your priorities. 
what what needs to be done right now, what needs to be done today. So, of course, if it's a doctor appointment for the child, that has to be done. That's a life or death thing. But if you just want to go to lunch and sip a mimosa or something with your friends, that does not have to be done. Right. And so I live from a schedule. Everything is written down and everything is in my phone. Um, and so it's very hard for me to miss an appointment or to be late because I see it multiple times and I have reminders. And so I actually sit down on Sunday and I plan out my week to see what's already scheduled. And then, of course, life happens. Things happen. Sometimes things have to change. But at least I know what was going to or what needed to be done before I went into the week. And so I would say definitely have a schedule, stick to it as much as possible, but also allow room for the flexibility. And if it doesn't have to be done today, you know, don't beat yourself up because it didn't get done. If you didn't clean the house, but you were able to go to your child's game, it's still a win. Right. <laughs> you were still able to get things done. So I think a lot of times we're hard on ourselves because we want to mark off everything on the list every day, but everything doesn't need to be done. Thank you for that advice. <laughs> it was good advice. Thank you for that advice. It was sage uh -huh. and wise. Uh -huh. You've been published in over... 20, you've, you've, been, you've been mentioned, media mm -hmm. outlets, in over 25 different publications. Mm -hmm. What do you believe the driver for that is? Being authentic to myself. Um, I think it's, it's kind of difficult when there's social media and there's all these things telling you who you should be, how you should be, you know, when you should be it. But for me, I'm like, no, this is me. This is how I show up. Um, and this is the narrative that I want to tell about myself or about business, about entrepreneurship, whatever it is. Um, and then, of course, being so young, <laughs> that's always a draw for people. Like, wait a minute, you're 28. Are you sure? I'm like, right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I was you born in 1990. You surprise people. <laughs> yeah, and so it's always that wow factor. You defy which, social yeah. expectations. Yes. Great point to lead into yes. as yes. well. Yeah. <laughs> That's a theme from your book, Mary, Defying Social I know, Expectations. I know. It's, it's just, I'm sitting here. And she did it. And technically, you're answering so many of the questions that I have if I were speaking with a young person. Mm -hmm. And just for the purpose of understanding your thought process, mm -hmm. how you set your goals, and just how you move that outwardly. And you've done an excellent, excellent job at that. So tell us a little bit. I, I mean, I'm looking here, and you've been published in Black Enterprise, Essence, HuffPost, uh, Forbes, and mm -hmm. on and on and on and on and on. And certainly your degree in English really helps oh, with does, your writing yes. skills. <laughs> and it's just been, been phenomenal. Um, Sarah, did you have any other questions or comments that before we leave the air? No, I'm going to call Malika and send her some writing of mine and have her critique it. <laughs> I'd good, love to. Good, good. Later on today. Yeah. If you would, if you wouldn't mind, to. I would love to. Mm -hmm love to have that opportunity. Perfect, perfect. Well, we know that we're collecting team members right about now, okay. and you will officially be a part of our team mm -hmm. as well. But, we but only it. if you make me one of your, like, 100 nieces. Like you said, you have Ooh. 100 nieces. Honorary. You, you're moving up in rank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've moved up in rank Oh, okay. Here. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> and we don't have to get past my daughter anymore. But this has been great. I'm just loving this, this new approach that we have in going for 2019 yeah. so many people are going to be blessed in thank so you. many areas of their lives because of you being here today thank you so thank you and we're excited and i just want to share a little bit um we have our first women's entrepreneurial empowerment summit really? that we are launching here in atlanta 
The reception is the 28th of February, March 1 and March 2. Okay. Our full day conference. have to come. And guess what we're talking about? Tell me. Four course module that's offered by our Fax University, which is an entrepreneurial training, a training place. Focus, we're gonna teach our attendees about focusing, how to analyze that commitment and then creating strategies that they're able to take back and incorporate or implement into their businesses. I love that. I you have to be there. You, you will do. be there. I'm you will be there. Okay, yes, I'm yes, invited. You're there, you're there. As a matter of fact, we're gonna make sure you walk out of here with a hard copy and an electronic copy of the flyer. Thank you. Okay. Yes. There you so go. we oh are looking God. forward to all that is to happen and all the new friends we are making as a result of this. So ladies, I know you heard me talking to Malika about the conference, and I'm certainly looking forward to seeing you there as well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's a brand new year, and we're excited about it. But for now, we do have to leave. We'll be back, though. So stay tuned. Subscribe to The Chicken Charge at thechickincharge.com. Get a free download of Mary Parker's Tips for Success, tips that'll make short work of some of today's most challenging issues facing female business owners. Thanks for listening to The Chicken Charge.